You're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The Big Shiny Robot Podcast is brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery. This is Nick. This is Lucas. This is John. This is Tom. This is Tyson. And you're listening to the Big Shiny Podcast. If you need a place to drink some good coffee and read comics, Watchtower Cafe is the place for you. The cool thing about Watchtower is it's not just a coffee shop with comic books. It's a great place that lets the geek community in Utah hang out and get together. Go check them out at 1588 South State and tell them Big Shiny Robot sent you. It started on their brewer stash line, a one-off German-style pilsner. But the folks at Solitude liked it so much that they asked the Bohemian to can it and make it a seasonal beer. Something you could drink out on the mountain, or maybe as an apre at the lodge. Try the new Solitude Brewski from the Bohemian. Let us know what you think. We are recording. Just now. Oh, right now? <sighs> okay, I I'm wasn't gonna... ready. I lied. It's fine, because I'll edit it all I'm out. I'm not ready. <laughs> I got... I'm psyching myself. Will you open me one of those, too? Sure. Um, opening beer is brought to you by you're, you're, Bohemian you're Brewery. You're overflowing. <laughs> Put your mouth on it. Put your mouth on it. Suck it. Suck yeah. it. It's dribbling down the side. Listen. I know how to suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly you don't, because that was awfully messy. I've never had any complaints. Yeah, let Tyson show you how it's yeah. done. Um, Fuck you. Comics. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to talk some comics. And by we, I mean, I'm going to ask John questions until he break. Real quick, on the agenda, I am very much not surprised by this Jean Grey Resurrection thing, because in typical Marvel fashion, you've got the new X-Men movie coming out, I think this year, and it's about... Gene no, you know what? Let's dive right in. We can skip Batman for now. Let's get right into this. We, I'm game. Jean Grey has been dead for 20 years. She's been dead through a whole series of movies that focused mainly on her, and they kept her dead. So I think I disagree with you. What? She was. She's been dead since yeah. like 1990, dude. Since the new X Men run. Yeah. With Grant I don't Morrison. know what you're disagreeing with me. No, about. what he's saying. I'm is... saying is like I'm not surprised that they're bringing her back now. I get but it, John but saying I'm saying <laughs> that point doesn't seem that valid because they could have brought her back back then as well. For X Men One, Two, Three. Oh, you know, oh. they've already so, done okay. the Dark Phoenix. Sorry. No, I got. I got you, Jason. Thank you. Uh, I got you. Fuck you, John. John. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> John doesn't have the energy to deal yeah, with your he bullshit. he doesn't have my bullshit today. Um, but it brings a good point. Why are they bringing all these people back? Like, why bring Jean Grey back? Right. It's been 20 years. And they not, just brought, like, clone Jean Grey either. Isn't and, it, like, real, real Jean Grey? We don't officially know yet, but it certainly seems that way. And based on the previews I just saw, there's now... So you have X-Men Blue as a book. You right. have Astonishing X-Men. Right. You have X-Men Gold. Right. You have X-Force. You have Weapon X. So has this series... Start? You have Generation Next. Is Young Jean Grey still a thing? And now there's going to be X-Men Red, which is a Jean Grey adult brought back to life Jean Grey team, seemingly. So has this started? Yeah, it's been a weekly series. Third issue just came out this week. So how is it? I mean, is it... It's been weird. Yeah. Honestly, it's been kind of like if Legion was a comic book, the TV show. That's kind of yeah, how it's been. actually sounds good, though. Yeah, you don't really know what's going on. There's like... A Jean Grey living in, like, Bumblefuck, who works at a diner, and all these people keep coming in. Like, Scott Summers, adult Scott Summers, is her boyfriend, but he's been dead for a while. Uh, Magneto shows up, but then he's not really there, and so we don't know what's going on. If she brought back, and she's creating this reality around herself, or what's happening. Okay. Uh, in the young Jean Grey book, which led directly into this, 
Now, which one is which? This is which the X-Men time team? stranded Jean Grey. This is X Men Blue, okay. which is the original X Men. Right. She gets sucked to the future. The Phoenix comes back. She's trying to learn how to fight it. They encounter, and all of a sudden, resurrection starts, and Jean Grey's missing from X Men Blue. So we don't really know what's going on. Do you think maybe she's going to come back via her younger self? I think it's like the body, and they're just going to yeah. age her. You yeah, know? That's a, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, is they gonna? But it goes against everything within Marvel because then that would mess up the time stream. If the four young X-Men all return without Jean Grey, it kind of alters Jean Grey's whole timeline within right. that universe. But they've been right, in the future right. for a while, though, right? Yeah, and they're trying to figure out why. And like why they haven't gone Are back. we from an alternate timeline and that's why we're not fucking things up? Or is this a completely different Earth? You know, they don't know Yeah, because that's, that's my thing is if they've been in the future for this long... How is it not by now started fucking with the older It's X-Men? starting to. That's what's happening in X-Men Blue oh, right now. Okay. They are being catapulted without control to like various points throughout their history. Some that mm. have happened to them already and some that haven't. And so they they're not just what... like in one... No, like they're, they're like jumping everywhere right that, What now. was that show? Sliders? They... <laughs> Quantum <laughs> Leap, I believe. Quantum Leap, with yeah. The Huh? The fat kid from Stand By? Yeah. Jerry McConnell? Jerry McConnell? Yeah, Jerry McConnell. Yeah. It was the same, it was the same essential yeah. premise. Totally. Uh, so then in, you got Jean Grey coming back. Right. Right. Sounds like we got a lot going on. We have Wolverine who appeared in Rebirth, which we talked about like a month and a half ago at the very end. He's got an Infinity Stone. That's tied into the Avengers, whatever's going on over there. I don't read it. Do you read Avengers? Mm-mm. Not at all. All right. Awesome. He's <laughs> popping up various places. And then they just brought Professor X back, an astonishing X-Men. That was actually pretty cool. So Professor X died, what, mm-hmm. five years ago? Yeah. Killed by Cyclops. Yeah. His mind, he did the old uh, astral plane. Right. And so he's just been in there with the Shadow King. Well, that's kind of cool, though. Just like playing chat like they became buddies they're just stuck (laughs) together neither of them has a body and somehow the shadow king draws in the astonishing x-men team into the astral plane and they basically play chess with the x-men and how this comic (laughs) how this all plays out is xavier basically sacrifices phantom x and so when he exits the astral plane phantom x is trapped in there and Xavier is now That's kind of in a Phantom X body. <laughs> and we don't know what's happening. He's like clearly younger mentally, but he also kind of has those Phantom X qualities. Like he doesn't seem to mind killing people. And so I'm kind of curious how this plays out or if this is actually the Shadow King. I don't know what's is the, happening. Is this Astonishing X-Men like the same? Like do they, I thought they canceled Astonishing X-Men like the original one that like Joss Whedon did a run on. Yeah, and then I, got, is it, I mean, is this like Gage intended... took over, and then it was done. Yeah, this is done. a whole new team. So this is Gambit. But I mean, are they picking up from no? That, so it's just a whole new series. This they is just a use whole the, new. They just use that yeah. term. Okay, that's I'll how just... that Joss Whedon run was, because that picked up after the new X Men stuff. Right, pick up right. From oldest, I just, X-Men that was that like point. my favorite X Men comic, like before it got canceled, was Astonishing. I liked Astonishing. I think New X Men for me was totally. just. It doesn't get better than that. 
Yeah, did you ever read that? I don't, I don't think I ever read. You should if you like the Joss Whedon run on Avengers. Can, can, or do you have anything session? I can borrow? Because I'm not that. here. It's all <laughs> in Minnesota. I have the whole collection. Okay. It is, I mean, it's been dictating every X-Men book for the past yeah. 20 years now oh, okay. has gone off of new X-Men. We should okay. ask Al because I saw he had some the trades small of it. ones. Yeah. yeah, they might have those night flight. They were doing reading, a deal. It was like reading, 50 uh, bucks for like all eight volumes it was i'm, I'm reading the runaway trade still what do you like, think so far so good i'm about a third of the way through the first okay. volume it's Can been kind of slow it going when he's done well yeah, it's actually cool. going to oh. my brother-in-law first oh right and then it can come to that's you. fine i'm not in a hurry it's going to nate you can't listen to it though rebecca i know boom so, so i have some questions wolverine what happened to old man logan then he's still kicking He's with X-Men Gold and run around with Weapon X team. So There's many, two Wolverines. How many Wolverines around, do we have there? right now? There are three, right? Technically four. So here's what we got. Because it's like 23 in a Wolverine. We got Old Man Logan. I'm going right. to do this in age. Kay. Old Man Logan. <laughs> Regular aged old Logan. And, Just, and, and who's he? Like, how did he? Did he come We don't know. Blue? He okay. had an Infinity Stone. He showed up. And he's popping. It's a big thing Marvel's doing right now, but it's like across so all their So this is kind books. of Wolverine in his prime. This is, hey, bub, I'm smoking a cigar. Right, okay. I got crazy hair and my gotcha. healing factor's tip top. We- okay, so next youngest. <laughs> um, next youngest is X-23, Laura. Okay, but she but she's going by Wolverine, not She's X-23. the all-new Wolverine. Right. And then you have her clone. Jesus. God. Oh, my God. Gabby. And... But it's kind of nice. They're sticking with the theme. So Wolverine, uh-huh. three claws each hand. Right. X-23, two claws. One on the f- each foot. One on each foot. Gabby, just one little pinpricker <laughs> in each one. And I believe she has foot claws as well. Oh, and Dawkins back. I was going to yeah, I was going to Dawkins. Sorry. Wolverine's Five Wolverines. Son. Yeah. That sounds like a oh multiplicity thing. But his <laughs> arm was cut off with the Muramasa blade. So, so he only has one arm right so now. So Gabby though. It won't grow back. Is this kind of like a a situation of a copy of a copy like is she Maybe and all there. I'm sorry. I, there's a six Wolverine. <laughs> oh Gabby has a pet Wolverine. So it's kind of a Wolverine, <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey guys, we heard you love Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, uh, Superman twist, on that she one. named it Logan. Are there any other characters that have come back? Within X-Men, that's it, but I see I them doing back. this. So it kind of leads into them losing their writers. Sorry, I'm jumping all over. No, no, here. no. I, I'm but they're doing this. I see it with Avengers. They're bringing back a lot of the original people. That's what Rebirth's all about. Mm-hmm. You know, you're getting Tony Stark back. Your Steve cat. Rogers is back. Right, right. Falcon stepping down. And they've um, got Spider Man back to being just poor and exactly. Oh, and so, like, yeah. He, so he lost his whole company. We can get into that in a minute, though. So I don't know if it's because of this or it's just coincidental, but it feels like they know they're in trouble potentially. Losing uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Warren Ellis left all his Marvel books. He's back oh, so to Ellis DC. Left too. Yeah, he's doing all the Wildstorm now. You know, which is his universe. Right. Uh, Authority and Planetary. They're all in one book now. It's fucking. So awesome. you think they're kind of panicking? Totally recommend. And then Jeff Lemire, who's been doing all the X books for the past couple of years. He's on. He's doing Moon Knight. Right? I mean, he was writing eight nine books, top books for Marvel at one time. Thanos. Yeah. And he's also left. He's doing some new series over at DC as well. 
So who's has Marvel brought any people over? Yeah, they're all no names, which is good and bad, you know. Yeah, we'll see where it goes because Bendis was a no name at one point. And yeah, there's nothing attached. Like there's no expectations I mean, it, attached. Everyone's to no name it. And that's right. That's the thing is like I mean Bendis did have. Some I appreciate credit, Bendis as an established writer, but within comics, just like music or film writing, you know, like you have your struggle period, you have where you're killing it, and then it just kind of becomes tired and boring. And that's kind of what I'm nervous about with Bendis specifically going to DC. It could be exciting. I would love to see Bendis, who's done some great crime writing, do mm-hmm. like a Batman. Or even the question or something like that, but well, also his dialogue is always so great. Like how much well for, can this dude pump out? You know, for me with Bendis, it's I've, I really love the Miles Morales stuff, but I feel like it's been losing its way the last three or four years. Where it's it's been interesting, but it's kind of gotten less and less so. The height of him for me was the death of Spider Man, and that's I mean that's the positive is like he could be rejuvenated because he has a whole new universe a whole yeah. new set of characters to work within and because they're doing their own rebirth thing he can kind of dictate the story you know yeah. there's not a lot of past that he needs to worry about and what books is, you know and what books is he jumping on they haven't announced it yet oh okay he just said he's doing a project there hasn't been anything in previews so far i think they're waiting literally for all his books at marvel to finish Maybe part of their because contract everything or that's still come out is under his you know defenders. He's still doing. Who would you? Uh, yeah. Who would you like him to write? Like all kind of start. Like I think he would be great at writing Flash. You know who Bill had said? Hmm. Uh, Superman. He's like he would probably do a great Superman. Yeah. I will take anybody on Superman other than Dan Jurgens. Yeah. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think? Why would you want him on Dan Flash? Jurgens well, story? part of like the whole like I think Brian Michael Bendis for me is his dialogue has always been so good right uh, his run on ultimate spider-man sometimes it can be a little long-winded like pretty dialogue heavy yeah but he's really good so i think someone who's constantly running his mouth like the flash mm. i think would be his strong suit and i and i think superman would be good i i think the one character that probably wouldn't be very good for him would be like batman someone who's a few words not to say like he couldn't come up with a great story but as far as the writing goes but Stay with me here. We just read Batman, which right. we'll get to in a second. He's got a wife now. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot to work with there in terms of Batman. Mm. Plus, I mean, you ever read any of Bendis's crime stuff? Uh, what was it with Goldfish? and? Oh, yeah, the Goldfish and... Uh, the uh, woman, Bounty now, Hunter. God, Jinx, so, I think, was Jinx, one. yes. It's really great. They're awesome. So, like, that kind of... Well, that's what uh, Jessica Jones... I was Jones... hopeful about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The detective story. But then again, with Jessica Jones, the newest run, I stopped. Mm. I, I haven't read, even touched the I read, like, run. three issues, and I was like, this is exhausting. I'm really nervous to try it, because I love Alias so much. Yeah, totally. So I'm, like, really hesitant to try the new Jessica Jones. But then Defenders has been great. Sure. But, yeah, Jessica Jones was boring. So you maybe were, picked up? I don't know. I dropped it after three issues. Couldn't do it, and I loved Alias. That yeah, was awesome. You mentioned earlier when before Tyson and I cut off that uh, you had a Dan Jurgens story. Oh, of yeah. why you loathe so, him so much? Dan Jurgens, not why I loathe him. This was just an unfortunate event. Oh, okay, let's hear it. <laughs> He's a Minnesotan. Strike one. Excuse me. Ooh, yeah, right there. <laughs> that could built a fish. A little back to you. <laughs> So uh, 
<laughs> he's a Minnesotan. I knew that because he actually came and talked to my element, my fourth grade class when the death of Superman came out because he had written that and he did like a book tour around elementary schools in Minnesota. Like, to talk pursue about. your dreams, blah, blah, blah. Here's how you I just killed also, Superman. Also, your hero's dead. Um... <laughs> 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 But uh, so I started getting back into comics. I was in college and uh, the comic book store. I became friends with the guy working there and he's always recommending stuff to me. And uh, Red Sun had just come out. Mm, yeah. So he's like, dude, buy this. Come back. Tell me what you think. So I take it home. I read it twice. I'm like, that was fucking awesome. I go back there the next day. It's Wednesday. It's new release day now. And I come in. I'm like, Tone, that's the guy's name. I was like, Tone, that was awesome. Superman books normally suck so bad. They are so boring. Who gives a shit? And he is like doing this to me. And, you know, just, and I just went on a rant and I stop and he goes, Hey, John, this is Dan Jurgens. He writes Superman. He was like, It's a real Larry David moment. And I did it again to him. I didn't know Booster Gold was his creation. I started dicking on Booster Gold one day. Like I'll stop talking about Superman, but how about fuck Booster Gold? Yeah. Right? <laughs> it was very uncomfortable. And that was directed towards him. He's yeah. like, no, Superman's fine. Booster Gold is what fucking sucks. We reconciled by the end. Like, he could tolerate me. He would make a recommendation. But I wonder often if the recommend He recommended uh, Grant Morrison's Invisibles. Fuck Grant Morrison. Oh, really? And I did enjoy the series, but I also think, like, you either love or hate that book. And he's like, I'm going to stick it. I'm going to have this dude buy, like, ten <laughs> volumes of just this tedious, wordy, nonsense book. Sounds like so, Grant Morrison. It's, yeah, that's It's very hit or miss. And, I mean, he was open about it. He's like, writing is not my strong suit. Like, he started as an artist, and he could write, so he always has a job. Mm. But now it's shifted over the past four years. He's like strictly a writer. He's not drawing anymore. So I don't get it because his stories. He's not a great storyteller. <laughs> Just so happens he's one of our listeners. And <laughs> yeah. he's one of three <laughs> listeners. So, uh, Batman. Do you want to talk about this new issue of Batman? Tyson, do you want to talk about the new issue of Batman? I do. So keep in mind, though, we kind of touched on this. Um, Did we? T- I couldn't remember if we very were recording briefly, or not. Very briefly. I, okay. And it was. We were talking about that specific exchange um, at the end of... Where's the book? Uh, Batman... Sorry. Which title is this? So, Batman number 36, right? So, um, Batman's engaged to Catwoman. Yes. And uh, he doesn't tell Superman. Because yes. his attitude is kind of... He's Superman. Like, what the fuck does he care that I'm engaged, right? So essentially, like, the whole book is a juxtaposition between the two of them of why they think the other one doesn't really care about each other's lives, but they obviously deeply care about each other's lives, and they're like BFFs. They just don't know yeah. it, right? And so it all culminates in uh, their meeting at a at a tower to go to dinner, to go on a double date, and uh, Superman and Lois, they take the elevator, Batman and Catwoman climb up the elevator shaft, <laughs> and... They have this great exchange at the end of, you know, I couldn't see you. Well, you're not supposed to see me. Yeah. So kind of going back to what we talked about before, it's just a great exchange between these two characters. Um, the, uh, I, I don't think I've 
and, and granted I've read the one issue and like some other stuff online. I don't think I've enjoyed like kind of the uh, the relationship between those two since Batman Superman Public Enemies. That's I'm so glad you brought that up. This is how I've always pictured a Batman Superman right? book should be. Right. You know, like they're always putting them at odds with each other. And this is like both of them have so much respect for each other that they're nervous to talk yeah, to yeah, one exactly, another. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And neither of I, them get nervous about anything. And they're yeah. they're like super respect like they're they're respectful to each other to a fault. And and that's what kind of keeps them at an arm's length from each other, I think. Um because the whole I mean the whole issue is Superman talking about Batman and Batman talking about Superman to their significant others. I cut that, yeah. It's and great. It's just, yeah, it's, it's great writing. When they describe the childhoods of one another mm-hmm. and how they should turn out versus how they actually turn yeah. out, that was like, that's where I yeah. cried. You know, oh, really? That did it for me. Clark, Clark thinks that, you know, the hand that Batman was dealt, he should just want to burn the world down because of that shitty hand. And as far as uh, Bruce's uh, thoughts about Clark, you know, he, he, he could have just come down, realized what his powers were, and then be like, guess what? I'm your God, bitches, and just take over the world. But they both chose different paths. And so they have, like, this immense, like, brotherly love and respect for each other. But they, they won't talk to each other about it. And then talking about themselves was my other, within that exchange, where Superman's like, I have powers. I had no choice but to live this life. Mm-hmm. He's just a normal guy who yeah. has wits and willpower. And Batman's like... My parents were murdered. I had no choice but to take vengeance. <laughs> yeah. This guy is an alien. He could go wherever he wants. He do could destroy whatever. the world yeah. with his pinky. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's great. And that's, hmm. I, I mean, I know uh, Superman, Batman, Public Enemies is like, what, a decade old, if not more? Oh, God. It's 15 a, that's, years. Back there. That's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's back there, but I really enjoyed that run because... That was they uh, were, Jeff Loeb, right? Yeah, Jeff Loeb. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were pitted together against superheroes and supervillains alike and their their chemistry together and like their uh like they talk to each other like during the fights and kind of like that banter back and forth i mean to some it might seem a little bit out of character but i love that and like the uh animated adaptation of it is fantastic too i've always loved that version of their relationship and then it just seems like because of the way comics have gone everyone wants to make everything darker and so they're always at odds with each other, right? Like a begrudging alliance. And I don't, that doesn't really resonate with me as much as like when they, you know, they might have their issues with each other, but there's just this deep, profound respect for each other at the heart of it. I hear you. Um, I love Scott Snyder, who wrote like Batman for the last like six years now. Mm-hmm. His run was great, but it was very much like a gritty back to basics Batman. And this Tom King run so far has been like very much about the relationships. I mean, prior to this, it was a lot of him like revealing himself to Selena. And then prior to that, it was like making amends with his sons. It's just been very dialogue heavy, which is a pretty drastic contrast to what Scott Snyder was doing with it. Well, and I think (laughs) that's I think that's what turned me off from the new 52 so much is not just Batman and Superman, but the entire goddamn Justice League. They all just fucking hated each other. You know, like, they they introduce, uh, like, the, their first meetup with everybody. You know, Batman and Green Lantern. Like, I they just fucking that. hate each yeah. other. And that's, like, I get having some drama amongst the group. That's always good. But they all couldn't stand to be... And then the animated, again, going taking Green the animated Hero, version... He was the most unlikable character. Yeah. <laughs> oh it was God. just fucking garbage. Yeah. Like, who wants to see, like... 
some of the, your favorite superheroes get together and they all just fucking hate each other. You know, I get that they might have different attributes and different ways that they handle justice and all of that. But at the end of the day, they're, you know, they're moving towards the same goal. And again, another throwback, Bruce Timm's Justice League, you know, there was always some sort of drama between some of the characters. But at the end of the day, they were the Justice League and it was awesome. And New 52 just, I think, fucked that up. So I don't know. This is this is great. Like this. I so tell me about the so the second issue is just focused on their double date. They go on a date. They end up at a carnival and it's superhero theme night. So you have to dress up. And Bruce is, of course, like, <laughs> no way. Not doing this. And Lois is like, well, we have costumes in the car. <laughs> and so they switch. Mm-hmm. Clark oh, really? goes as Batman. He's got the glasses over the cowl. It's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, Bruce is Superman, which is weird. Admittedly, like I was reading this and I'm looking at the art and I'm like, how? Like everyone knows who Bruce Wayne is. It's in Gotham. Mm-hmm. They're in Gotham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bruce Wayne, and he's wearing Superman's suit, which is kind of low in the back with the cape and the chest. And, like, he had just gotten punched, so, like, his face is bruised. He's got <laughs> lacerations all over his body yeah, from just years that, of uh, warring on crime. Radiation you know? guy and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, this, anyone who saw this guy would immediately put it together, you know? <laughs> like, wait a second. And then Lois dresses up as Selena Kyle mm-hmm. in the cat suit. And Selena is Lois Lane, and they weren't going to let her in, and she does a seductive meow to the nerdy gatekeeper and he's just like please come on in um and it it's another similar thing it's like selena and lois talking about how can you be married to this guy both of them like selena's like he's in this version lois and clark are already married correct and bruce and selena are engaged correct and so lois is like I love Bruce, but like he's fucking Bruce. He doesn't enjoy anything. How can you spend a minute with this guy? And Selena's like, I like to have fun. You're married to the most square dude in the entire universe. Like, how does this work? And so it's them, and they both kind of come to the realization that, like, when I fall, he catches me. In terms of Lois always being swooped up and Batman always bailing Selena Kyla. So it's nice. And then Bruce. Clark kind of had the same conversation, but then it turns into competition. <laughs> They're in a batting cage together. <laughs> Jesus. And Superman is like, you couldn't hit one of my balls. And so, like, the comic's going, but every couple panels, it'll come back up. He'll just be like, are you insane? Like, I can throw faster than you can see. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it ends. That's awesome. That sounds really cool. Superman pitches. That reminds me. Uh, Bruce hits it. The uh, old oh, Batman right. animated series. Yeah. They had a, they had an episode that was like a two parter Superman crossover where they act as each other. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a so common. I, wasn't that like when they first introduced the the Bruce Timm Superman show? Yeah, I think so. I think that was kind of how they spun that off. Yeah, and like uh, Clark had to go to like pretend to be Bruce Wayne and like mm-hmm. sit in like Wayne Corp building and everything. Yep, good shit. No, that was great. Um, yeah, no, I. I I don't know that character development stuff. If it's good, it's awesome, and especially between those two characters, and I and I love Selena Kyle. As far as you know, your uh, your superheroines and your 
female supervillains and stuff like that, she's always been my favorite. I know everyone's got a fucking heart on for Harley Quinn for God, God knows why, but Selena Kyle's where it's at, man. I do not. I, I don't dislike either. Harley Quinn. I actually, Batman White Knight, where like he's kind of the villain. Yeah, how's that been? That is the favorite. My favorite part of that book is Joker gets healthy and like actual Harley Quinn returns. And within this thing, like psychiatrist Harley Quinn, like the Joker went too nuts and she left and some maniac chick that kind of resembles Harley Quinn just stepped in to like feed the fire. Right. And that's like the whorish, slutty, Deadpool-esque Harley Quinn mm-hmm. that we've come to know. And now it's like the original red and black full jumpsuit Harley Quinn who's actually like pretty intelligent. Oh. See, I liked the I liked the Harley Quinn of Bruce Tim's first Harley introduced. Quinn. Yeah, like yeah. the Batman the animated series. Totally. I liked her that. And I actually I didn't mind her in the uh, Arkham games. No. Like, she's pretty good. And then also like It's like, do do I pause this and have one out of I've been playing six hours? The answer to that is yes. <laughs> you gotta take a break from gaming, man. You gotta rest your eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't know. Some people's infatuation with her, I just like. Mm. I've said this a million times, but like the people that love Deadpool and Harley Quinn never pick up Deadpool or Harley Quinn comics. <laughs> you know, I it do is love the. Though. But Sean's rule is, I would say ninety nine. Yeah, if you are the one. No, yeah, I'm the exception, not the rule. Well, yeah. especially the people who are like, I want to love like Harley Quinn and Joe. Right, that's so like, fucked. No, you don't. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. You want a verbally and physically abusive relationship? Like, right. That's so fucking weird. He would throw you under the bus. Yeah. Exactly. Like literally. The first and chance you're not like, <laughs> yeah. Any inconvenience? I've never gotten that. Like but I, those people, like a car is speeding at you, never and he will shove you in or a Harley Quinn book because obviously she's with Poison Ivy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Their love is the purest. Uh, so, there's that. There's a one of the new um, DC animated stuff. They're starting to get good again. The new Fifty Two animated stuff was shit. I know. I didn't. No, no, I agree with you. But the uh, the new one with uh, it was kind of like a campy detective story with Batman, and he teams up with Harley Quinn. And there is a definite, like, are Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy BFFs or... They banging. Is there some scissoring going on they there? They banging. <laughs> but it's great. So the only other thing I wanted to talk to... Just real quick. Poison Ivy's a rapist. Like, we all acknowledge that, right? Like, oh, no. Her main totally power is. is to... Is rape. Date rape. Yeah. That is her <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got date rape lipstick. Like, that's her <laughs> that superpower. her whole thing. Yeah. So she's oh, like, and she can also make a plan. So though. she's like the... Yeah. Bill. But mostly she's going to rape you. I never really With thought plants. of that before. It's, yeah. <laughs> she pheromones you. You have no recollection. You are under... What a power! So to she's have. the You're just waking up, picking petals out of your ass crack. You don't know why. <laughs> Batman logs in the next day to Twitter. Hashtag me too. Yeah. <laughs> she's the she's the Bill Cosby of the DC universe. Jesus, fuck you. <laughs> All right, let's talk Spider Man. No, I wanted to talk a little oh. bit about that. I was hoping you would have read it. Um, that's okay. So yeah, I dropped all Spider books except for Amazing. I don't blame you. Uh, the Spider-Man Miles Morales has been okay. Dude, I tried to get it's back into it after uh, Secret Wars and just no inter- I literally, I have like, because I couldn't bring myself to drop. I was like, you're just not in the mood for this. You will go back to it. And I've tried multiple times. I have like 60-something issues that yeah. just sit there. Mm. I know how that goes. And it's, yeah. 
not a whole lot's been happening. He's, as a character in Spider-Man, Miles Morales is meandering back and forth as to, do I want to do this, or am I just doing this as a legacy to Parker? And it, Which is kind of interesting, but they've been dragging it on for the better part of a year. So in Spider-Man, um, him and Peter Parker, because they're both in the 616 universe now, mm-hmm. there's... Uh, Peter Parker found out that there is a Miles Morales that belongs to the 616 universe. Oh, shit. And he was, in fact, like, a, he's a mobster, and he's older now. He's Peter Parker's age. And he'd done all of these bad things, and he went to jail. And, like, him and the Kingpin, before the Kingpin was who he was, became really good friends um, and kind of teamed up. And so he used all his money because when he was young, the like, the girl of his dreams died. And so... He uses his money to find out that he can jump through dimensions, and he found that there's another version of her that hasn't died that he can go be with. So that's the 616 Miles Morales' thing. Why this is important, or I bring it up, is that the end of the the Spider-Man number five. Here. Don't, worry, don't mind us. She's passing comics yeah. around. Try to get Rebecca to read a goddamn comic and get off Facebook. She's got a poodle on her lap. Leave her alone. Yeah, get off my dick. <laughs> I thought she read comic books. Oh, she just says she does. Yeah. So she can be on the She's just no, here I'm so we can make rape jokes. Girls. That's okay. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> she listens to them. I'm one of those fake geek girls. She's got a new haircut, fake glasses. They're not even prescription. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just for style. <laughs> Sorry, continue. So, the the dimension that Miles Morales six one six finds the love of his life still lives in. Turns out to be the ultimate universe, which to this point we thought no longer existed and right. had been done for at the end of the Secret Wars. Yeah. Well, it's still around. And the reason it was kind of a bummer for me is when it kicks to it, it's Peter Parker as Spider-Man going around with the Avengers, which is a Cap, a Lady Thor, and these different Avengers in from the ultimate, the ultimate, the ultimate universe, universe and Ultimate Avengers team. And like MJ comes on some weird intercom thing that he has that's like straight out of the movie, you know. It was just kind of a bummer for me because it's like, Bendis, your your legacy was this character arc where he died. And there were some little bits here and there where he might still be alive, but he was on the run. It was kind of a bummer that because he's fighting the Green Goblin um, in the middle of the street and the Avengers show up to help save the day. And it's his like love letter into the Ultimate Universe. I thought that was kind of a bummer. It's somewhat just pissed all over everything he'd actually done worth a damn. So not only the ultimate universe still exists, Peter Parker's alive. He's reclaimed the, the mantle of Spider-Man. It's with MJ. Like pretty much just like undoing everything. Green Goblin's still alive, which the the death of Spider-Man, the, the crux of it that made me cry when I read it was, you know, he saved Aunt May and he couldn't save Uncle Ben. So it was just, it was a bummer for me. It was like, what the fuck? This is what didn't, you're going out on, you know? Didn't see that coming. What? Not saving Uncle Ben. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um... So I wanted to get your input on that because I th- I thought it was kind of a weak way to go out of the Marvel. I don't writing for Marvel. To be honest with you, like I don't view uh, the Ultimate Universe the same way you do. Hmm. I don't consider that Bendis is trying. I consider the Ultimate Universe very much Mark Miller's brainchild. Sure, although Bendis was the only guy that wrote on Spider Man. I. Uh, understand that but when i think of ultimate like i didn't even care about spider-man i wanted mm. the ultimate and that whole series of things i Which did read good. death of spider-man but i think i was too far removed at that point to really be invested in it gotcha and for Bendis, for me it's like secret invasion 
and those things that directly followed Civil War that he was the mastermind on. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's my badness. You know? yeah, he orchestrated a lot of the universe after yeah. Millar left yeah. after Civil War. So is there anything to these rumors about Miles Morales becoming Spidey? I don't, I'm not, uh, there's two more issues of Spider-Man I need to catch up on. And that was something in Spider-Man that uh, him and Parker are joking back and forth because he's saying, like, it's weird for me to be Spider-Man and you're Spider-Man and I did this to carry your mantle, but you're not dead because I'm in your universe now. And a lot of it just felt like, why? I don't know. It's It felt like exposition in a comic book of the editors deciding what to name this character yeah. instead of just saying, okay, from here on out, he's decided he's going to be this, you know? It's too bad because, like, I feel like instead of giving him some... So, you know, there's speculation that he gets this name because he joins up with S.H.I.E.L.D. and is kind of like their Spider-Man asset Mm -hmm. with S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's why he's Spy, S-P-Y slash D. Like, Spy D. Like that's oh, that's his don't do that. no that like that's the worst his thing I've ever that's heard. the rumor is like that'll be his Dude. code name oh but why God. can't they just do something like with what they did with Venom where they could just call him like Agent Spider Man you know or something you know just something simple why do they have to give him some goofy ass like what they think will resonate with the kids who are reading the comic books you reading that Spid book <laughs> <laughs> it, it bugs me that they even took him out of that Ultimate Universe I understand that as a whole it had kind of run its course and they painted themselves into some corners but he doesn't really belong with the 616 as well because of things like this it's like okay now we have two spider-men right you know and now he's got an entire continuity where his mom was dead and now she's not and he's got his own peter parker and these characters he's fought you'd think that would be such an enormous mind fuck that everything you know in this universe now you're in a different version of it and it they haven't tapped into any of that right like half kind of, of bummed me out. Half of every one of his issues should be him at therapy. <laughs> you <laughs> well, just know been like, I mean? like trying to process. Yeah, like all this Matt shit. Murdock is alive. Yeah, and nobody here knows he's Daredevil. Well, they kind of did, but they don't now. But he's dead where I come from. Yeah. You know? and so I don't know that. That's what I wanted to touch I mean, on. I mean, I think there's bit. definitely a place for Miles Morales but, in the six one six universe, but I don't know. I, 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 I feel like, like there's the, a better way to go about I it. I feel like the strength of his character was that he was he took over. He was Spider Man. You know yeah. he. he Go ahead, John. I'm trying to remember. Is Miles Morales recently aware that like he is not of the 616 universe? I think that's why they haven't touched him. My understanding was at the end of Secret Wars, they, they're not aware. No one is aware. Through. The only person that was remotely aware was Logan. Hmm. That oh, could so, be. So Miles doesn't even Due to know the healing that. factor mm-hmm. is kind of what they attributed to you. But like, I don't think... Miles Morales is even aware anymore that he's from a pre-existing universe. Any of those people are that have been merged in. Which and we found out that Spider Gwen's not actually a part of six one six, right? Correct. She's still in her own whatever that yeah. is. I forget the numbers for but that. But if yeah. if that's the case, though, why does six one six Peter go looking for six one six Miles Morales, who is clearly a different person oh, than Ultimate Miles? Now he did that. And see, this still gets confusing because yeah. he did that at the end of Spider-Man. The because this is the second um, story, I mm-hmm. guess you know. So it's Spider-Man Two. It's right. Spider-Man One. It says that right after Miles went back to the Ultimate Universe is when he looked him up. But you would think in that context that yeah, why did I look this guy? Why did I find out that there was a Miles Morales? And then that entire issue of Spider-Man Two, the Miles here is an evil version of you, right? And like he's following that thread. I don't know. 
That's my rant. I was like, weird. God damn it, Marvel. So that's comic books. John, thank you for working through your very, very tired moment. Goodbye, everyone. This episode has been brought to you by the Bohemian Brewery, located at 94 East, Fort Union Boulevard in Midvale, Utah. Please make sure to like and rate us on iTunes. Be sure to check out our friends through being cool. We'll catch you guys next week.